Hi there. Welcome to a new episode of A Thousand Wise. I'm Huang Rei. Today, we'll be digging into a rather philosophical problem that has been studied by philosophers worldwide for centuries. So let's get warmed up and take a few seconds to think this over. Do you think we are born with an innate moral nature, or is this something we develop later in our lives? Well. Don't feel discouraged if you can't think of a solid answer. After all, whether humans are born good or evil remains to an unsolved issue, even after thousands of years of debate. There are those, such as the ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle, who argued that we are born as immortal creatures. Then, there are people on the side of the 19th-century Austrian neurologist. Sigmund Freud sighed, who consider newborns a moral blank slate. However, what you might not know is that close to Aristotle's time, there were two Confucian scholars, Mencius and Shunzi, who put forward a similar argument. So, in today's episode, let's travel back to the Warring States period of Chinese history. More than two thousand years ago, to uncover that ancient debate on human nature. Please fasten your seatbelt, and here we go. Better known as Mengzi, Mencius was a very important Chinese thinker. Some would say he was second only to that of Confucius himself. He interpreted the thoughts of Confucius, while simultaneously interpreting the teachings with his own philosophical ideas. Mencius is most famous for his theory that all human beings are born with an innate goodness, and it can either be trained through education and self-discipline, or squandered through negative influences and lack of practice. But all in all, humans by nature. Are good, and whereas Mencius stands for self-cultivation as a natural tendency embedded in us at birth, Shunzi, on the other hand, is popularly known for the opposite. He believed that our nature naturally inclines towards conflict and disorder, and that we would need to radically reform them, not develop them. He argued. That if people were born to be good by nature, then we should all just let ourselves be, and there would be no need for ritual and social norms to organize the order of the world. In the view of Shunzi, these rules, man-made standards, and the spirit of self-discipline were created precisely because people do not act in accordance with them naturally. He also notes that people tend to desire for what they don't already have, and with desire arising, conflict would soon follow. Both Mencius and Shunzi's perspectives share an optimism about human perfectibility through learning, but they view the learning curve quite differently. And what I found interesting is. That Shinzo's view on humanity as evil was more brutally explained by the 17th-century English philosopher Thomas Hobbes. 
According to hobbies, people's desire will run rampant if they don't know how to control it. We will inevitably find ourselves in conflict in trying to satisfy those needs and desires. And once left to ourselves, we will fall into disorder, poverty, and conflict, leaving a life that would be, as hobbies put it, poor, nasty, brutish, and short. Let's pause a moment at China's Ming Dynasty in the 16th century, just a bit before Thomas Hobbes' time, where we find one Chinese thinker who shook the philosophical landscape of ancient China, Japan, and even Western countries. Best known for his theory of the unity of knowledge and action, this great man is one of the most influential philosophers following the Confucian tradition who was dedicated to promoting what has become known as Neo-Confucianism. Maybe you've guessed by now who it is. The towering figure I'm describing here is called Wang Yangming. By upholding the typical Neo-Confucian premise, Wang Yangming follows the Mencius tradition and believes that people are all born with an innate knowing of goodness in their nature. And according to him, it is not something that we could acquire by learning. And thus, efforts are not needed for forming this type of knowing, but rather for setting it in motion. It refers to a capacity for moral judgment rather than factual knowledge, and even people lose sight of their innate knowledge because of self-desires. They are always able to find ways to restore it once they decide to move back to the right track. In this way, Wang Yangming emphasized that we are born with the intuitive moral sensitivity that guides our daily behavior. And once we follow that intuition and do good things, it aligns our action with the innate goodness. So in general, Wang Yangming's thought can be best understood as an attempt to propose personal morality as a main way to social well-being. And with the right amount of confidence and resolution, everyone is capable of taking good actions and follow their innate moral understanding. This idea is very encouraging, right? And with that being said, we will wrap up today's brainstorming time travel with a popular example of Wang Yangming's teachings, known as the Four-Sentence Philosophy, which could be roughly translated as the following. The transcendent mind of a man is neither good nor bad. It is the volition under the sway of dispositional mind that results in the judgments of the worldly good and bad. Our conscience lies in the innate knowing of good and evil, and to practice good deeds and willingly get rid of evil is to align our action with our nature. Put simply, the heart and mind in themselves know no evil. There are only good and bad actions and events. The trick is recognizing what is good and what is bad and using that knowledge to reject evil. Now I'm wondering, after all that's being discussed today, 
What is your understanding of good and evil in human nature? Would it be the same answer you had at the beginning of this episode, or has it been shifted? Please feel free to leave a message below to let us know. I'm Huang Rei, and special thanks to my 1000YT member, Liu Yushan, who contributed to the writing and producing of this episode. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>